is he I mean, if this is two weeks in a row, I'm gonna be beyond upset. If he doesn't show up for the second week in a row because he's too busy sucking and f- sucking and fucking, then sucking and fucking and cucking, sucking and fucking good. the men he's cucking. That's good. We should brand that. We should put that on um, yard signs, T-shirt. billboards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get that flip book billboard going where it's just the first letter of that, and it goes <laughs> sucking, fucking, cucking. I don't know what the fourth one would be, so I guess that's it. Bucking? Bucking, yeah. Lucking? Lucking. Tucking? Tucking. He's he's definitely into a lot of tucking. <laughs> uh, um, hungry. I could tell you needed some help there. Hold guys. on, let me What's open up? the door. Well, this muffled Yeah, hold on, wait a second. How is he? Yeah. What? Oh, I didn't see the glass door there. Yeah, we put in, <laughs> put in a glass door on the side of our RV. It's sliding, as you can see. Well, Good after action. after last after last week when Kalanji took off the door to the recreational vehicle when his yeah. Vespa came by, uh, yeah, we had to replace it. Alex, we haven't seen you in two weeks. What the I hell? I know. I was busy because you see, I I wanted to get you guys snacks, but I didn't have anything to buy carried in, so I bought drugs and then I emptied them out and then used the bag that the drugs came in to carry the snacks. So that's not fun dip. That is cocaine. So be careful. Oh yeah, it's in. Actually, wait, no, that is fun dip. It's fun dip inside one of those like duct tape colored cocaine bags that usually you'll see like the drug enforcement agency will yeah, have I've on got, the table. I've got all the healthy snacks here. Skittles, uh, peanut butter with extra cholesterol. Uh, you got your Sour if... Patch Kids. You got oh, wait, your wait, Diet on, Twizzlers. You got your celery sticks. Uh, you got your copium. Uh, you got your uh, Chinese wait, noodles what, what dehydrated. Was what was that one in the middle there? Celery sticks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry. Was this not on the list? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take the celery sticks. Those were on the list, but the rest okay. of this stuff. I mean, you know, with Mike's uh, foodborne allergies and illnesses that he has, he's not going to be able to handle this stuff. It'll go straight through yeah, him. I, I only. I'm able to eat things with uh, that are doused in high fructose corn syrup, and fructose. there are too many. Yeah, fructose. <laughs> Sucking, fucking, cucking. Fructose. <laughs> fructose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, all of those. Um, so these are these are going to be no good for me. Too many, too many healthy options here. Well, more for me. The extra cholesterol I could have. Yeah, but wait, hold on. You mean to tell me that you dip for two straight weeks? Like it was a long meeting. That is true. You. We have a election coming up in less than a month and you're and I'm here and I'm ready for it guys jeez yeah I was right, doing well, good important work uh really bumping up club. the campaign yes do you know what celibacy stands for Mike uh not having sex it's an acronym oh celibacy stands for creating endless laughter in bachelorhood and chastity yo <laughs> so I was out there doing the good shit so with what we, we heard a little bit about this meeting because Kalanji apparently dropped by. Um, but oh yeah, walk us through the program here. That is C dot E dot etc. Um, Creating in this last row in bachelorhood and chastity. Yeah. So you come in and what you turn the chair around and you're like, hey kids, that's already too much work. The chair is pre-turned <laughs> and I am lowered onto it from the ceiling. Um, with my legs separated vastly so that I can fit in there very comfortably like a horse. 
And you know, I open it up, and uh, I kind of, I kind of just establish the connection right away. Yeah, I, I say, you know, hey, I, I realize that uh, there's a lot of uh, pent up energy here. We've been gaining a lot of muscle. We've been jacking it uh, at the gym. <laughs> uh, well, the gym and, had uh, to close in town because everyone was. Yeah. Well, yeah, too much semen. They, I mean. I feel I feel bad for the guy, but Jack's gym was not a good name for it. it yeah, no, kinda... too much semen. You know, all the Marines came into town and started using the equipment. Mike, you yeah, um, and jacking off. <laughs> That's besides the point. Mike, I drove past in the recreational vehicle while you were outside of Jack's gym. Uh, the door. You look like that Far Side cartoon of the kid pushing on the pull door, except this was a a push door. It just was so covered that it was practically super glued to the door frame. I feel like we're getting Don't off track here. Don't cry about it. It's okay. I feel like we're getting off track here, Mike. <laughs> Stop crying. A, I know it was, it was really, embarrassing. Really, Mike, you can never really cry. You shouldn't moment. cry over spilled cum. Now, here, let's get back to the let's get back to the uh to the to the meeting. So, we're losing we, listeners by the dozens. <laughs> once we secured uh once once we got all the the spies out and also Kalanji just to be safe, I, I trust him, but I also knew he was probably going to come talk to you guys cuz we also we know the uh rule where it's illegal to have less than 3 people on this show. Right. So, um once he got out of there, I uh unveiled kind of the true meaning of the club of the meeting and we got to work uh kind of working on the campaign because you see and here's the real twist that you guys didn't see coming, coming. creating endless laughter in bachelorhood and chastityo is also an acronym <gasps> a very long one it actually stands for <gasps> campaign rallies eagerly awaiting terrible and consequential nonsense generating endless noise directed at limbrick elite sucking supple lube <laughs> dariolas under god's heaven therefore enraging raspy indecisive non-voters because alex craves haters enthusiastically losing it over race heating on and on despite allegiance to tyrone dickey's campaign having a lot of steam taken inconsequentially taco yum yum opium we couldn't find any more for like those last three words uh so the whole thing was a campaign uh, secret meeting to to kind of generate more hype behind my campaign. I thought it was so cool how you had each of the words of the acronym on a separate index card. I mean, it was a fat deck. I thought you were coming in here to play, you know, 52 pickup. But well, that's kind of kept... the joke, right? You know, fat deck kind of sounds like fat dick. <laughs> yep. So was it a... <laughs> oh. Uh, so, wait, hold on a second. That's, um... Alex, that's that's a very intense acronym. How did you fit all of that on a T-shirt? Or did you? How did you like? What's the what's the uh, what's the membership what's the here branding? Like? What's the? How are we going to yeah. turn this into a campaign thing to raise awareness uh, for not well, only you it, it, but celibacy as a concept? Yeah, it's simple. It's the double acronym, celibacy. But behind each letter is a period, and then a much smaller period. Behind each letter, or you know, next to it. Fuck it. This T-shirt is uh, it like juts out. So can I? No, no, no. I'm I'm following it. I'm following it. It's like a there's a little ellipses after every single letter. Um, yeah, it was it was basically a secret op operation to publicly uh, kind of celebrate the lead that we are starting to see in the polls. So that's great. Can I acknowledge the elephant in the room though? We oh, hey Jeffrey. Yeah, that's Jeff. That's he's he's just here for the episode. Yeah, Dominatro. Dom yeah, exactly. Listen. No, he's the he's the elephant. 
Yeah, Mike yeah, has them the- dress up as elephants apparently, and he like he gets on their back and he's like, "Oh, I'm in India." Adam. <laughs> it was Doug's birthday. He was really Doug, into the idea. Your we all immortal a super soldier time. friend. <laughs> Doug, listen, he has needs just like everybody right. else. Okay, listen. Oh, that's uh, how you met. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I will say, we we did piece together that the people that were invited to the celibacy club meeting were all, you know, the men that you were cuckolding. Yeah, the spouses the of the women wives. that you are uh, having your daily. Well, everyone, with. everyone needs a calling card, right? You know, uh, 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 Gotham has the bat signal. Mm-hmm. I have. I fuck all of their wives. <laughs> it gathers them. It brings them all together. Were yeah, they angry I'm Nick when Fury they... assembling the Avengers. I'm doing God's work out here, boys. Were they angry when they showed up? Or do they even know at this point? They know because I explained it to them in a way <laughs> that makes it sound like it was their own faults. Really? And how how did you do this? How did that conversation go? Yeah. I told them it was their faults. And they just accepted this? At what stage I mean, of, the, of your process was it where, like, you know, were you in in the throes of celibacy uh, and you were like, by the way, it's your fault, and they were very amenable at that point? I mean, there, there was no actual, uh, you know, uh, 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 sexualness at this particular event you know it was all a ruse it was a cover uh it was a lot of uh humidity and steam and mildew and all that stuff coming off of we 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 were aware of that after the last meeting they just what were you doing were you just doing hot yoga or something uh well no but they were doing hot yoga in the room next to us again we were using creating endless laughter in bachelorhood and chastity as kind of our cover Right, so we needed the world to think we were having an, an orgy. orgy, in order for us to secretly celebrate the public humiliation of my opponent. Why does it have to be? Well, first of all, a couple things. I mean, they've got to stop double booking the Limbro Christian Men's Center. First of it, all, it, it'll never stop. After they had the vegans and the carnivores, uh, those two rival dance crews uh, show up at the same time uh it it was just a mess i mean three people died it's a fun twist of irony right because because the carnivores are actually the vegans right and the vegans are (laughs) (laughs) anti-semitic they're both very ironic names they they yeah they're uh vegan i i know the vegans you can tell because they they're they're still bumping a college dropout as they drive yeah. down the street. Yeah. <laughs> and they've only been doing that recently. <laughs> yeah, no, they they hated they, they hated, hated him before, before and uh, now they're back they're on. They're into Now him. they're all Brooklyn Nets fans. They're all pumping Kanye. Yeah, it's a weird uh it's a weird Yeah, we don't situation. we don't want those types of people supporting us. Yeah, you know what you know what we should do? Yeah. You know what we should do? We should host a Lindbergh movie night of um showing 21 Jump Street. I think that would fix That'd be not exactly. a bad idea. Maybe we ran out the Limburg movie theater and have our have our have like a party there to yeah, kinda, yeah. you know hype Here's up. Jonah uh, Hill's very very good man. Yeah, sounds good to yeah. me. I think yeah. if we're gonna do that, we may as well do a Jonah Hill film festival, a Jonah Hill festival, 
where we do, we'll start with 21 Jump Street, give everyone a break, we'll do Stutz, and then we'll do 22 Jump Streets. 22 Jump Streets. That's a lot of Jump Streets. Then a a break, and as an encore, as a surprise encore, we'll put on Superbad. And then Stutz again, just to bring everyone down, and then finish strong wolf of wall street finish strong with you people but just the scene where eddie murphy's talking about how much he loves farrakhan the vegans insisted on that yeah and then the v if the vegans still want more we put up this is the end just to emphasize this is the last movie with jonah <laughs> we, Hill in it that we're showing tonight <laughs> we start this is the end until it gets to the title card and then we turn it off <laughs> that was the end Perfect. go home <laughs> yeah I think that'll be popular. This town is big into Hill. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But just don't tell, like, the vegans, they only started paying attention to him once he legally changed his name to Jonah Hill. If they find out what his name used to be, they are not going to be happy about this. No. I don't don't know. They, uh, it it did, it it did, when when Kanye found out, it did wonders for him. So, you know, we'll find, we'll see. (laughs) I don't know if we're going to keep in the detail about the... (laughs) The anti-Semitic dance <laughs> crew named it was the funny, Vegans. <laughs> it's real. It's really funny. It's it is really funny. funny, Adam. It's it would yeah. be funny if it wasn't real. Yeah, that's true. All that aside, they've got to stop double booking the Limburg Christian Men's Center. Also, why do you have to celebrate Tyrone Dickey's humiliation in private when we, as you know, the sixty-one percent of the town that is supporting you? have all been celebrating it publicly. He dropped out of the next nine debates. He said he needs to focus on his policy positions. Adam, Adam, Adam. It's simple politiconomics. What's the best way to get the word out about something? You have it in secret, and you tell everyone not to tell anyone. Uh I'm sure the whole town knows by now what went on there. That's actually, I know that you're... You know, I, you've had some very questionable marketing strategies before, but you know what? That's that's not wrong. The the word does get around. I just want to let you know, though, that the word on the town is that you you know hosted the homosexual orgy featuring all the men in Limburg that you cuckolded at the Christian Men's Center. Not to worries. Not to worry. Sooner or later, campaign rallies eagerly awaiting terrible and consequential nonsense generating endless noise directed at Limburg elites sucking supple lubed aerials under God's heaven, therefore enraging raspy indecisive non-voters because Alex craves haters enthusiastically losing it over race heating on and on despite allegations to Tyrone Dickey's campaign having a lot of steam taken inconsequentially taco yum yum opium (laughs) is going to take off very soon. I was trying to follow that until I I realized that that was the long version of the same acronym. I was like, oh, is this a new one? No, this is no, no, that's no, no. the same acronym. Okay. You know, that one's also an a- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we got a show to do. We can't spend the next three hours hearing me come up with more and more acronyms on the spot. I don't know. I feel like people would pay. We can do that in the Baronis Zonus. People yeah, th- we'll do we'll do the next layer. We'll reveal the next layer in the Baronis Zonus. <laughs> a solid 20 minutes. I I think that the the gossip strategy at this point you know we've got a solid portion of the vote you know we're ascendant in the polls i feel like we can turn to more subtle ways to shore up that support i am all for it but you know end of the day i think we can just relax and take it easy in fact 
uh, I've been thinking we should head out to to Limbrook Lake because I I got a call from this guy who's trying to sell this speedboat. He calls it the the raw boat boat roan, and uh, he said that you know we can come down any time and ride it. So I'm pretty excited for that. What do you guys think about that? I think that's a fantastic idea. I really do. Sounds fun. I could use a break from the car. Yeah. Uh, oh, grand open, open seas, and we can hear the uh, the mutter of the uh, of the of the motor. You know, oh, it yes. goes um, the open ocean of the lake. Yeah, the open the open ocean yeah. of the lake. Yeah, exactly. To be clear, like Limburg is a pretty landlocked place. The Limburg Lake is more of a large puddle, but it is enough for a boat to technically stay afloat. So it is a nice, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a nice a, it's a nice place. It's though, a one at a time lake, so you can fit a yeah. boat in it, but you can't fit two boats in it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, so like how uh, how fast is the raw boat boat roan uh, raw boat boat capable roan. of traveling? Capable of traveling? Um, yeah, how fast is that? Like thirty knots? Are we talking? Are we talking faster than that? I or? don't have a great conception of knots, but the guy said 500, 500 knots. That sounds. That sounds oh wait, very sorry. Fast. I was on. I I was doing that thing where I talk on two phones at once, and I had uh-huh. uh, Nemo's pizza on the other phone. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So I think oh, he we're was, getting five hundred. We already have so many snacks. He Adam, was surprising. He's surprisedly repeating my order of five hundred garlic knots, and then the guy on the boat phone, uh, which is in the shape of a boat, said, "No, no, no." I said. 70 knots which still seemed high to me and then these guys sounds... they could hear each other through the phones so they went back and forth a couple times about the <laughs> so number you just of knots. held them up yeah. to each other and just let them go at it yeah i'm even though you individually called both of them we're well just here's like, I'm the thing here. is they were arguing over these knots and then by the time i had the phones back up to my ear they had already planned their first date so that's you know what you that's kind of adorable that being said, I'm just I'm just saying. That being said, I need all of those 500 knots on my on my boat capable of going 70 knots. Mm-hmm. That's a total that. of 570 knots. That's fast. That is. That's that not is. bad. Yeah, exactly. No. Boats are measured in garlic knots power, G- GKP, uh, GKP, as opposed to as opposed to horsepower. The uh the the car thing. They're they <laughs> boats are mo- boats are mo- are cuz we know that you know, garlic knots are delicious, but you drop it in the ocean, it'll zoom ahead. <laughs> it'll just, it'll just take off. It'll sprout fins and go, go swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's how they measure it. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, starting to suspect that the, uh, you know, various people are picking up on the witness protection exchange program as we discussed last week. Um, because as I walk around Limbrook, I'm starting to get followed by people that you know are very clearly flat earthers and French and sometimes French flat earthers. So I just, you know, in what way are, is this clear? Is this, it's, it's very clear because I can hear them speaking French saying, and they keep saying like, those. uh, le monde, le monde, right? That's yeah. French for, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, di- I didn't even know that. I just thought they were, they like had something caught in their throat. Um, but I, as I walk around, you know, I'll see them, approaching me some have the have the mime striped shirt on and they they right. mime a sphere and then they crush it <laughs> like like a pancake so it's clearly that they're talking about the thing the world and being being smushed right um so i'm assuming 
that that's what we're dealing with here. So that's, you're being followed uh, around by a bunch of mimes, and and this is you. I'm sorry, I wasn't really paying attention. I was looking at a bird out the window. You think this is a so, good thing? Bird? No, no, no. Quite the opposite. I'm starting to think that you know maybe maybe the intelligence of of France, which is one of the you know most wealthy nations on the planet, um, might be you know able to figure out that my name got changed a couple times and might have played uh tagged up with my old uh starbucks flat earth enemies and uh they might be uh they might be on to me they might be on to me they're uh hell yeah what do i say <laughs> no, that's not a hell yeah oh that's wow look yeah. at him go he, he went in the birdhouse alex you guys Aww. you guys seem to be i feel i feel like i'm dealing with a very real situation and as friends i don't really think like you're giving it the attention let's talk more about my wacky mayoral race uh <laughs> What if the bird was mayor? I mean, <laughs> that'd be funny. That's funny. Woo! Adam, you're funny. Let's do our show yeah. now. Uh, okay, thanks, Mike. Um, you can just leave uh, the knots on the counter, yeah. and we will start yes. doing the show. Can you just... Mike F, everyone. I feel like I'm an Famously loved the, and adored uh, by all French organization. people. Uh, so let's just plug the Lenovo in, and it's going to take a second because the solar panels need to heat up, and there we go. Yeah. Oh, look, the bird yeah, flew I also, into the I also sun. have to... Here, let me get the, the sun lamp that powers the solar uh, panels. <laughs> there we Which go. Which, of course, is plugged into a diesel generator. Yes. Mike, yeah. can you start the generator? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Hold on. I'll crank it. I'll crank it real quick. There we go. Here we go. Okay, and I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pour some uh, pure petroleum into the diesel vending machine, and right. fifteen dollars going in. Wait, wait, be careful, be careful! Don't pour it too quickly. Don't pour and, it too quickly. Uh, I'm just gonna go out. snort some plutonium just for the hell of it. We care about the environment here at everybody. Alex. Be careful that our miniature nuclear power plant, three-inch island, doesn't have a meltdown. That would be bad. Of course, it would be bad. Okay. I think we have enough diesel to power the diesel generator that powers the sun lamp, that powers the solar panels, that powers the... The fan that powers fan. the wind generators. That powers that the Lenovo. That powers the Lenovo. And yeah. recording. Welcome to Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. My name is Adam Rudy. I'm here with Alex Shear. Hello. Prospective mayor of Lindbergh. Celibacy. <laughs> Author of... Did did you write a book about it? The celibacy method? No, I'm getting a ghostwriter to do it. Anyone know if Kalanji's free? No, but I do know a do guy you know who has a lot of parchment who maybe can do it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, and who's that guy with a lot of parchment? Well, that would be none other than Mike F., who uh, is... Is that guy. That guy right there. That would be me. Mike yeah, F. that's me. Yeah. Uh, and we are here to talk about, as we always do and exclusively do... Uh, each episode of Everybody Loves Raymond in great and excruciating detail. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 20, and it's called T-Ball. Uh, it's going to be an exciting one. First, I have to mention this, though, because we didn't mention this last time uh, since Alex wasn't here. He was busy. Um, Correct. Sucking and fucking. Uh, but since we made it to last week, Season 2, Episode 19... We have surpassed by episode number, like by the ep number of episodes that we've covered, we have surpassed Must Love Raymond 
formerly the longest running Everybody Loves Raymond podcast. And we are now officially the longest running Everybody Loves Raymond rewatch podcast in the world. Someone call Giddis. They're not going to care. Um, <laughs> Hooray! Good job, guys. Yeah, proud of we us. We can retire. <laughs> we if we stop now, it's extremely unlikely that anyone is going to care enough to surpass us, right? Who's going to yeah, do would... twenty-one episodes of season? Yeah, yeah, there there is someone out there who has been waiting <laughs> a very very long time for someone somewhere to cover the season two finale, and it's going to be us. It's going to be it. us, and then you know eventually we'll do the rest of them as well because that's how we roll. I just wanted to. It bring really that does up. seem like it does seem like a very daunting task to like because we still have we're like what forty something episodes into it at this point. Forty two. Forty two is our forty second episode. There are two hundred and ten episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. One season we're, at a time, Mike. One season at a right. time. We're a f- all right. Fifth of the way there, Mike. Close to that, yeah. All right. So we're only gonna be doing this for like six or seven years of our life. Yeah, Plus. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's great, Max. Um, awesome. Minimum, actually. Um, you know, I, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys had anything else to say. Uh, we're going to cut to a break real quick while we get the rest of our stuff set up. Oh yeah, for sure. We need to lay out these snacks. Uh, so in that case, let's throw uh, up to a break. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. Before we cut to break, I just need to remind everyone that this podcast is officially sponsored by the campaign rallies, eagerly awaiting terrible (laughs) and consequential (laughs) nonsense generating... Um, the suggestion for improv is whatever this pencil says. This pencil says W.H. Smith because it was purchased in London Gatwick Airport. All right. W. Yes. H. H. It's me, Smith. It's time for us to get on our plane. Yes. Well, are you sure that's a good idea? We are going to be crossing the ocean, and there is that clause in our contracts that say the three of us should never be on a plane at the same time. You know, president, vice president rule. Goddamn, I didn't know W stand for worries. I'm not. What do, what do you think, H? Got him, Smith. <laughs> you know me, I'm H. I'm, I'm hothead. I say we go for it anyway. Let's do it. Let's get on this plane and fly. Well, H stands for hell yeah. If uh, 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 I, I, as long as we're talking about like things that could go wrong, like Wuss. the the realm of wimp, the realm of things that could go wrong, weenie. If all three of us are on the same plane, is like a pretty big whale. Like, uh, you know, if worm. Come on, guys. Wathetic. <laughs> Wathetic. It it it's just it's dangerous. It's it's uh. Wumbo. It's inconvenient. Honestly, I, I, I'm just worried that if we're all three on the same plane and we're talking the whole time and having one of our classic discussions where you two bully me for, you know, three hours. Uh, Whatever. As we cross the Atlantic on our personal Concord, um, I'm not going to have time to listen to my podcast. I like to spend these flights engulfed in... What podcast do you listen to? What's the problem here? Well, uh, I didn't really want to tell you guys this because it's kind of embarrassing. Why? Well, it's the, it's a, it's not a public podcast. It's actually a paywalled podcast. I, I paid what? money for this. It's the Baronis Zonis. It, it's the premium feed of Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Whoa! Hey, I know, those I, know guys. I know that. 
I know that show. Wait. That's a great show. H. Smith, yeah. you listen to Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah, you that's think? why they call me H w. for himbo. Yeah, that's why they call me Smith for guy who listens to Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Great. I'm so glad that you guys well, are, are tell interested. Tell me more about in it. Well, I'm so, do you skip? You're one of those people who skips ahead to like 37 minutes, so you don't have to hear the fun part. Yeah, I don't got it. I, I don't want to. They, they talk way too much. I'm, yeah. I, I, that's a waste of time. You're a busy man. Um, the well, the Baronis Zonus is actually kind of great. I mean, it's a it's an extra episode of Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond every month. Um, and here's the the cool thing about it: this is not a subscription. This is a pay what you want one time deal. I mean, you can pay more if you want, but you don't have to. You can pay as little as $1 one time and still have lifetime access to the Baronis Zonus. That's no incredible. Way. Wow. That's, that's the first time you've ever said my real name. Wow? Yeah, W is I short for that, wow. Well, wow, that's that's incredible. How do I sign up? It's actually kind of really easy. Uh, so all you have to do is pull up your phone and go to... Uh, postfund.org slash donate and you can just pay what you want right there and sign up for the Baronis Zonus. Yeah, let's do it right now. Let's all, let's all listen. And while we listen, let's still continue to remember, remind uh, remind W what a, what a fucking weenie he is. Hey, H, come on. I've never loved you more. Aw, oh, you guys are gonna go into the private cabin again, aren't you? Yeah. Leave H, me you out get here. the window seat. I get the other window seat. W, W, you get the third window seat. The bad one. Oh man, the bad window. That's the one that's open. Yeah. Fuck off. Welcome back to Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. We're talking about season two, episode twenty. It's called T Ball. Uh, let's start as we always do before we break it down scene by scene with our overall impressions of the episode. Let's start with Alex. Overall impression of T Ball. Go. I have a lot of feelings about this episode, and I will tell you why right now. Firstly, I I feel weird about this. Uh, I I played T-Bull as a kid, and you know, Little League, and I hated it famously. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone who knows me knows that. Um, Very famously. Yes, I was. It's the only thing I was known for for a while. So it's like kind of seeing that kind of brings me back to this idea. Uh, I was definitely the kid in the outfield eating the grasshoppers. Um. And uh, it, it was kind of this thought of like, if I was in Ray's shoes here, I there would definitely be a lot of things I would have done differently. But in but if I found myself in kind of the mid section of this episode, I feel like I would have done a lot of it the same. Like I I'm such a like I think Ray's like keeper of the peace mindset really came out here, and. I was really with him up until the end. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about this. This is overall impressions. I like the episode. I thought it was funny. Okay, great. Please, someone else talk. Mike, take it away. Okay. I also have mixed feelings about this episode. I'm going to go into detail, and I don't give a crap what part of the episode it is, because I don't know where else I'm going to discuss these feelings. Um, so I thought it was funny. I thought it had a very good moment, a few very good moments. I agree with Alex. Typically, I'm one to avoid conflict, even if it is conflict inspired by, in the words of robert a weenie with a clipboard um but i was so like here's the thing right mr mr weenie man whose name i forget off the top of my head his name um, is brian is... trenbreath of course how yes, could you brian, forget brian that? 
Yeah, Brian sucks. Let's just let's just make that clear. Brian is a is awful. I hate him. Uh, however, I will say that. So I would. I'm more in Ray's shoes. It's like all right, avoid conflict. Whatever. It doesn't actually matter. However, um, I will say that I think Deborah kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Like drew a drew a very 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 hard line in the sand after not a lot of time had passed. And I don't know if that was the right thing to do. However, comma, um, even if Deborah was wrong, the fact that Ray sold her out at every step of the way was kind of a, a bit of a dick move. I don't, I don't know. I was, uh, I was torn about a lot of this episode. Overall, very, very funny. But I just had mixed feelings. I don't know who did the good job here. This is going to be a very hard one for me to barometer um, because I think on the one hand. Ray didn't back up his wife. On the other hand, I think the wife was being unreasonable. Not that that matters. You should you should always like you know take the side and then talk in private and see if you could work. I don't know. It's just nothing about Ray. Yeah, see, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, because it's like on the one hand, it's like yeah, you can't be that pissed that early because you could just say, oh fuck, all right, we'll do the the snacks next. We can get it over with. Get off my back, man. But on the other hand. Ray did kind of like make Deborah seem more unreasonable than she was, even though it wasn't like a great thing. I don't know. I just it's it's kind of my thing of like, yes, it was an unreasonable circumstance. Yes, she was right to push back. But I don't know if I, I don't I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't think in the moment he should have uh, tried to try to, you know, go against her. I think you need to put up a united front in the moment and then maybe change together later on. But yeah, that's a. Adam, what are your thoughts on all I of it? I agree. It's very weird. Um, it's a weird episode for Deborah because I feel like this is our first one where Deborah is doing something that maybe we all disagree with. Like, uh, you know, drawing this firm a line in the sand. Like, I understand uh, Brian was being an asshole about it. and Oh, you know, 100%. Just take the can't... fucking pretzels and let your wife go and pick up other snacks if that's so important to you like she did don't like tear ray and deborah a new one so to Mm -hmm. speak and then sign them up for next week and say try again like who does this guy think he is he sucks straight up brian straight up sucks king of the snacks yeah yeah brian should just take it easy um go uh, maybe go a full rotation before you know ray and deborah need to bring the snack again and like he does provide them with a list of the snacks. Um, but uh, Deborah drawing this line in the sand, like I understand like being uh, feeling affronted by Brian as anyone would be in that situation, but then saying we're never bringing a snack. We're not bringing a snack next time, you know, burning it to the ground basically. I mean, on the one hand it's your kids thing and maybe you shouldn't be alienating this guy who clearly, I mean, he. It seemed like he threatened to not allow them back at the games. So yeah, I yeah, feel he like he is on a power trip. He's clearly yeah. on a power trip, and like on the like, this is the kind of guy who this is the one time he's ever had any kind of power, and he's going absolutely nuts with it. I get it. You don't want to succumb to that guy, and I. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying she went nuclear real quick. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think. But at the same time, like you were saying, like, yeah, Deborah may have been unreasonable in taking such a hard stance. 
Um, but Ray shouldn't have undermined her in the moment. I understand that he's trying to keep the peace and, you know, whatever. I feel like me in that situation, I would probably just not say anything and let my wife argue with Brian <laughs> and then be like, okay, bye, and, and leave. And wife. then as we go, when we go home, I would be like, no, we got to bring a snack. It's no big deal. We'll just bring Kiwis or whatever. But I wouldn't, you know, go to, I wouldn't undermine my wife at uh, my wife. in front of this crazy man. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, it's it's all weird. It's like Ray's not being great, Deborah's not being great, Brian's it's a being tough a nut terror. To crack. Definitely. So I think the only way to do it though is to go scene by scene, crack this episode open. Uh, mm-hmm. and take a look at the cold open. So Deborah is getting ready, getting the kids ready. They're taking Allie to T-ball. They're in their living room, um, struggling to put on, we find out it's Michael's clothes. Uh, Ray comes home. I love yeah. the, I love the subplot of Michael, the nudist this episode. Yeah. I just want to say, I think that's a very, came very out of nowhere. Thing. I love it. Yeah. What yeah. a great detail. Um, Ray comes home, he's singing a parody of Take Me Out to the Ball Game about T-Ball. I didn't write down any of the lyrics, but... um, It was okay. He was very proud of it, and it was like a full-length song. Um, Michael, yeah, Michael keeps taking his clothes off. Ray, Deborah is annoyed at Ray because he had promised when they said they were going to do T-Ball that he would come home early to help get them ready and everything. Uh... I the next thing I wrote down like I think it was just some bickering back and forth for a, a little bit and then the next thing I wrote down as they're leaving racing's another parody of take me out to the ball game about having good old sex. I uh, Yes, he does. Something like uh we don't have as much sex as we should at the Yeah. End. I was mm-hmm. say that like I don't it's it's weird to me cuz it's also cuz you know you can look at this scene the typical way of like Ray doesn't do enough around the house to help with the wife, which is true, but also like I need you to stop referring to Deborah as the wife. As the wife. As the wife? No. Because <laughs> what's I happening apologize. is I think you're talking about that Glenn Close movie. The wife. I, I, I heard it the first time and then I kind of like stopped hearing it. All right. Um, Maxwell. Like, um, what was it? Deborah. Uh, I lost my straight thought. Deborah, her name thank you. is that's, Deborah. that's her name. That's the that's her name. Yeah, he doesn't help Deborah out with the kids as much as he should. But um, I don't know if he was trying to get off early. It's still I I just get off. It's a tough situation to be in, and I feel bad for Deborah for being like the one that gets put in the situation. Even though you kind of knew it was always going to happen. Do you think Ray was purposefully delaying getting home so that he could avoid helping the kids? He did say he was. He wrote the song, so I feel like he could have been sitting you in could the do driveway. That. You guess he did write the, the song on the drive home. Yeah, that's also true. I don't know how long it wasn't his that good is. a song. Well, but Ray is not a, a gifted songwriter, so it can't have come easily to him. No, we mm-hmm. know he's not a good writer. <laughs> he doesn't really get to practice it. He he's a prose writer. He's he doesn't write lyrics. Um, but yeah, I, I could see Ray, I, I don't know if he would intentionally like sit in the driveway, but I definitely think he would be goofing around at work and then realize, oh, I got to get home 
I gotta take the kids mm-hmm. to to T-ball. Well, yeah, I just just wanted to just wanted to ask you to see just how deep we think the uh, the the raziness. Yeah. Oh, uh, goes. That's good. I like that. That's a, that is a good one. Write that, write that down. Write that down. We're gonna put that on T-shirt. That's going on T-shirt. Um. So we cut to from there the uh, bleachers at the T-ball game. What a uh, I like that we get an establishing shot of some kids playing t- playing T-ball. And then we cut to this set of the T-ball bleachers with the fakest background I've ever seen that literally mm-hmm. it's a, a suburban street and there's a glare coming off of it. <laughs> um, I didn't really take a good look at the background. I didn't either, but I'm very happy that you did, Adam. Um, yeah, it's it's not great, but it, it's good to uh, get some, some new sets in the, uh, in the arsenal for sure. Absolutely. So the whole family is here. Frank is like heckling the kids. Uh, I didn't write a lot down. There was a lot of uh, specifics happening. I thought it was a good idea for Frank. Like a funny yeah. thing for him to do at the game. Made sense with his character. And then when it gets expanded on in the, the next T-ball scene of him keeping score. Um, it's, it's, it's very funny. Um, so Ray and Deborah are there, and Brian Trenbreth runs up to Ray. Uh, because, Who is this guy? Because he uh, Ray needs to put the snack out for the team. This, Brian, is played by Dan Castellaneta. Who knows who Dan Castellaneta is? Oh, I Should do. Should we know who Alex Dan knows? Is? Mike, do you know? Nope. He's one of the most successful and famous voice actors of all time. Known really? for Alex playing. I don't actually know who he is. I just wanted to be cool. <laughs> He's the voice of Homer Simpson. Dan Castellaneta Wait, is. really? Yes, he is. They but, got Homer on this? But he has 240 acting credits, so I think he just loves to show up as a guest star on sitcoms and do one episode. Because he's done that, like, obviously dozens of times. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does not no, need I to mean, work. I looked up how much he gets paid per episode. Uh, the Simpsons cast gets paid $300,000 per episode. He does it dude, for the love of the craft. He does it He does it to get more of the Emmys. I don't, um, I don't know if he was getting but, an Emmy for playing Brian Trenbreth, but I'm sure with 240 credits, like his hit rate is probably pretty good. Only one way to find out. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I mean, there are people that go so deep on The Simpsons. It would not shock me if they learned that this guy was on this and then tuned in just to watch Homer Simpson yell at Ray Barone. You know, like I, and I also will give him credit. Like this guy, I mean, Homer's kind of a doofus in and of himself, but like I give him a lot of acting chops here. I never would. You put a gun to my head and said, who does he play? Homer Simpson would nowhere, maybe Ned Flanders, but Homer Simpson would be nowhere near the top of my, uh, my thought process. He's versatile too. Good acting. Done dramas as well. Like you wouldn't think, but he does. Oh, and you know what he did? He did that CBS show, All Rise. Do you know about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I've probably seen a billboard for that. Um, but like, why? Why does he? Why does he do that? He doesn't need to do it. He, clearly, he just loves to act, and yeah. uh, I love that for him. He, he does. He wants to get out of the studio every once in a you while. You don't see so Nancy Cartwright running around showing up on Shondaland. I have a question. Yeah, who's Nancy Cartwright? She plays Bart. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Bert, Bert Simpson. Bert. 
Bert Samson. Mm. She's also a um like avowed Scientologist. Oh, isn't that interesting? That's too bad. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, I liked I liked him. Bart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bart is a Scientologist. Elrond cancel Bart now. They don't do a lot of like consistency episode to episode on The Simpsons, but the one thing that is consistent in every episode over <gasps> the forty years that it's been on is every shot that you see that Bart is in. He's holding a pocket-sized copy of Dianetics in in his shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is why he encourages people to always eat his shorts because because <laughs> he hopes he that they them. find Dianetics in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's another one. Yeah. Uh, every DVD copy of The Simpsons comes with an e-meter. <laughs> Incredible. All right, that's anyway. enough. Um, yeah. Fair game. Uh, so okay, yeah, so, so Homer so, Simpson comes up. Yes, Dan Castellaneta plays Brian Trenbreth. Uh, he comes up to tell Ray to put the team snack out, and then Clearly Ray and Deborah like, an anxiety attack while he does it. By the way, oh, he's very. It's it. The team snack needs to get out now. It's the fourth inning. Uh, I think that would be good. I think we should put it out now. Don't you think that would gotta, be good? I think he's that would really be good. stage managing this uh, t-ball snack. As it's we've very kind important of, to him come to a, a kind of like a, a an unspoken understanding that this is kind of the only thing that he has control over i think mike's mentioned yeah, that it does seem earlier. that yeah. like you totally he's you an, totally see that he's an optician but i don't i don't get the sense that he has his own private practice and is the boss or anything like that you think he's like the walmart sense. eye doctor yeah mm. yeah which is a real job. That's a you need a doctor for that. You need to give the prescriptions, but also, right. but it's not a uh, you know eye doctor to the stars. It's like, like yeah. you know, he's just a, a working optician. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's very nervous about it, and and I guess anxious. Uh, Ray and Deborah unpack their snack bag, and it's pretzels and Hawaiian punch. Uh oh! Everyone is flabbergasted by this. Uh, a woman, who we find out her name is Lisa, uh, no relation to Nancy Cartwright, uh, comes up. Uh, oh, I wonder if that was a nod. I don't. I, I wonder if that was intentional. Maybe, maybe. Honestly, yeah. why not Marge? Because uh, I think they're supposed to be married. Um, yeah, that's true. That's that'd be true. funny maybe though. Maybe that would be too on the. Her name was Marge, and then the kid who's eating grasshoppers is Lisa. Um, no, okay. No, that would be good. No, I'm It'd saying be that okay. Not yeah. So yeah, she comes fine. up. This like, woman who we find out her name is Lisa. She sort of sidles up to the snack table, like, oh, uh, she's judging it. This is, by the way, Jenny Buchanan. She has five credits, including uh, this, a West Wing episode. And the Kevin Costner movie, The Postman. But what's interesting about her is that she has spent the last 19 years teaching yoga in Pasadena. Wow. We can learn yoga you know, from We got to go to Pasadena. Yeah, we'll take a field trip <laughs> to Jenny crap. Buchanan's yoga studio. Um, no, she seems to be very successful. And it's like, uh, I didn't read too closely, but it's like a um, uh, for older people, like a gerontology yoga kind of thing. Um, we can blend in. That's probably our skill level, anyway. Yeah, we <laughs> we're all like, about as limber. It's amazing as a, to me that you could person. keep. You think we could keep up with them? That's actually a better point. 
But uh, Lisa, you know, judges their snacks, and then Brian explains that they didn't follow the approved snack list. You know, he gave them the snack list. Deborah says she never got the the uh, snack list. Uh, Ray sort of immediately apologizes and is like, it doesn't really advocate for the pretzels and Hawaiian punch. Uh, but Deborah is upset. She draws that line in the sand. She pushes back at Brian, uh, and they argue about this for a little while. Lisa leaves and comes back as they're bickering about, you know, why not just take the pretzels? You know, this is a perfectly fine snack. She's got apples, trail mix, and kiwis. Uh, Here, here's yeah. right where I thought Ray's big fuck-up kind of was. Like, and this kind of comes in a little... I kind of came in with this a little late. Mm-hmm. But, like, the idea is, like, right, like, Deborah had to get the snacks because Ray was busy. Ray got the list. He never gave it to Deborah. So this whole misunderstanding is his fault. That's true. But yep. from this point forward, he's trying to kind of make up for it and not hurt, you know, either side as much. And he ends up just kind of fucking everything over with this one big mistake. I, I also so. will reiterate that, like, yeah, I don't blame Raymond. I don't blame Raymond. I Like, let's be real. This is a level of specificity that is not needed for a T-ball game. It's unreasonable for him to to do it. Sure, he took the blame, which is what he should do in the moment. But also, like, yeah. c- come on. Come on. Like, let's not pretend that Brian has any leg to stand on. Like, this is a bit, this is a bit of se- absurd. He, they didn't. Listen, if their snack was Big Macs, they would have, I could understand that being a problem if their snack was something you know that would deeply be unhealthy or like if they brought peanut butter and a kid was allergic to peanuts or something like that i could understand that pretzels are a fine snack pretzels are a normal person they're fine yeah they're not like a fruit but they're not like a potato chip they're a little high in salt but other than that they're great i'm gonna say it they could have brought Pringles and I would still be on Deborah's side. Like, come, like it's a, it's fine. It's a kid's T-ball game. They're five years old. They can eat the stuff. They got a lot of time to work it off. They're okay. Yeah. Like, Truth. It's, it's, That's also yeah. true. Yeah. Like it's, it's so yeah. Okay, fine. Because it, in all, in all honesty, if I was one of those little kids having a horrible time at T-ball and then I hear snack time and then I come and there's a fucking plantain on the table, <laughs> I'm not coming back. War, what would be worse, plantains or celery sticks? Plantains, you gotta cook oh. them. Yeah, plantains are. <laughs> oh, you, you think you think the kids are gonna be the ones individually cooking them? Yeah. <laughs> what do they think? I brought my easy bake oven from home. No, too big. Too big. I have little hands. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm yeah. five. When Brian, Give me the celery. When Brian is talking about the list, he doesn't say like. Oh, you know, these are all free from allergens. It's like he just has arbitrarily made this list of foods that he deems to be the appropriate ones. So, yeah, yeah. he doesn't really and have a like. Like even, even then, you put a list of things to not bring. You don't bring like you don't give like like this. Like I, this is just absurd. Like yeah. I just yeah I I don't know the level of yeah we get it. This guy this guy's on a power trip slash he's parodying. The overprotective parents. Yeah. Um, but no, you're but, right. You do you do the list of like, oh, this kid has an allergy. Please don't bring anything with nuts in it. Yeah. Or some. Yeah, exactly. Which again isn't a problem because you know what Lisa brings? Trail mix. 
That's okay. true. Clearly, there's a high yeah. nut tolerance in this group. Yeah. Alex knows about that. Um, I knew it was coming, and I can't blame you. Uh, yeah, Brian. Uh, uh, fuck Brian. Uh, woman. I've, <laughs> this is my bullet point. Woman returns with apples trail mixing kiwis. Uh, so we've covered that. Uh, <laughs> this just in. They offer, Brian and Lisa offer to let Ray and Deborah go, have their spot, go next week, bring the snack. But Deborah's like, you know, fuck that. Uh, and then she's like, no, this, we brought our snack. This is our snack. And uh, Brian at that point is like, well, then maybe you're not the kind of people that we want at T Ball, uh, which it seems like an escalation. Deborah sort of storms off. Uh, also, I just yeah. gotta say, like, typically T Ball, yeah, you know, it's the kids, but it's also typically T Ball is like a multi town slash multi team thing. Is it just the same group of kids playing each other every single week? Maybe. Because if that's the case, okay, if that's the case, then that's fine. But like, um, if they're playing different teams, how does this guy have the unilateral oh, power <laughs> to remove someone from a T-ball tournament? T-ball. I don't know. It's just I have no idea. It doesn't Maybe add up to me. Maybe he means it that he'll like out. ostracize them and like, oh, Ray and Deborah aren't in the snack rotation anymore. Do you hear? Did you hear the what they did? Smear campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but Deborah. Deborah sort of storms off and then Ray is like apologizing and then uh, Michael runs across the set, uh, mostly nude, and uh, <laughs> Brian is like, oh, where are those? Where's that child's parents? What a shame. And Ray is like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, pretty uh, Also, by the way, just proving again that I absolutely hate Brian. How dare you? This kid's had clearly having a great time. He's, he's enjoying he's himself. Free. How dare you shame? He's he's free, free to the wind. Also, Let what the hell free. happened to Robert? Yeah, what did happen? He went up. He is he took them to the sandbox, right? Yeah, yeah. and somehow maybe he got not sand only in there. not mm. uh, somehow not only did Michael break free of Robert, he also broke free of Robert, stripped off all his clothes, <laughs> and sprinted away, such that Robert did not arrive chasing him within 10 seconds that's true that's, that's an oversight that's pretty good yeah that's a big oversight there Maybe, i imagine uh, yeah, the ahead. scene from like like a scene from like king kong where like all of the villagers kind of topple the monster and then tie it down in ropes i imagine like that was the toddlers <laughs> against that robert, to robert. <laughs> they're gil he, he's over there just gilligan's islanding yeah do you mean yeah, gulliver's travels shush Gilligan's Island <laughs> I didn't Gilligan's Island that. is a sitcom and I realized that as soon as it left my uh, mouth don't, don't yeah he's me. over there Gilligan's Islanding meeting the Harlem Globetrotters yeah okay listen not my brightest moment <laughs> um, but I knew exactly what you meant because uh, they yeah, are yeah, very yeah. similar in a way um, okay yeah so that happens yeah I don't know maybe they buried Robert in the sandbox yeah. Who knows? Robert's just buried alive over there. Either way, Robert is incapacitated. Um, but we cut from there to Ray and Deborah in their kitchen. Uh, Ray got another copy of the snack list. Deborah tears it up and pushes it down the garbage disposal. Uh, she says, "We are not bringing a snack." 
uh, which seems this is where I start to be like, okay, Deborah, this is not about the snacks. It's anymore. not about the snack. It's it's clearly about you and Brian, um, and you know, proving a point uh, to him, which mm-hmm. I don't know if I would do that, but I'm not going to say that Deborah, you know, can't. I, I get it. The kid's being the guy's being a bully. Yeah, you wanna, you, you want to push back a little bit. I get it. It's a, it's a genuine thing. I do. Seems like, like I said, seems like she went nuclear. But now that I'm thinking about it, Brian went nuclear first by saying, "If you don't bring a snack, we'll kick you out of T-ball." So, yeah. you know, she's calling his bluff, and I, I'm not actively opposed to it. I just don't think it's a smart move. Yeah, it's not sense. the move I would make. Yeah, but that's because I like Brian. Uh, according to Deborah, am a pompous little ass. So you said it, not me. Yeah, Adam. You are a pompous little ass, Thanks. but you're our pompous little ass. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Deborah calls Brian a pompous little ass. Ray says that he's just doing his job. Um, but Deborah, at that point is like, it's, you know, it's not about Brian anymore. She turns it on Ray. You know, I don't care if I put out a bowl of rocks. We're married. You're supposed to support me. So I guess there's and two she things is, going on here. She's got a genuinely good point about that. Um, I, I'm with her on that one, man. I, I am like, yes, even though she, this is a debatable as to if she's right or wrong in my eyes, but still you don't show up your wife like that. It just, I'm not, I'm not here for that. Yeah. I don't think it's zero to 60 either. Like we see later when Ray freaks out at Brian, I don't think he needed to do that. I think that there's a, a middle ground there where he's like, you know, standing up for Deborah or at least supporting her and not trying to make the peace. Uh you know I like the I like, yeah, no, he could have been been one of the one of the yes men. He could just be Deborah could have been like, pretzels are fine and he could have been like, yeah. And yeah, that would have been Brian. he would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like one of the mean yeah. girls, you know, backup guys. Yeah. One of the mean girls backup guys. Yeah. Yeah, so Deborah says, you know, you're supposed to support me. Uh, Ray sort of starts talking about how uh, when he was growing up, his parents used to get in conflicts with people like Brian all the time, particularly Frank, uh, yelling at just about everyone that they came across, including, and this gets referenced later, the toll booth guy um, with, you know, lines of cars honking behind them as Frank is screaming, pennies are money. Um, so important to remember that. Such a great image. Such a great image. <laughs> that is a genuinely very funny line. Um, that is. And then Robert's callback to it is, I think, the best joke in the episode, probably. Um, or like uh-huh. the best one line joke in the episode. Um, yeah. So Deborah apologized. She says, I'm sorry for your whole life. Um, but she's not backing down about this. Uh, and Ray, you know, wanting to make peace with Brian, uh, she calls out, you know, why do you need everybody to like you? And I think this is a recurring theme in the show that definitely gets explored in depth later on. I don't remember when, but we will eventually get to that episode. A little bit. Yeah. Mm. It's the title of the whole show, you know? Everybody loves Raymond. I feel like there's an episode called Somebody Hates Raymond or something 
down the line. There is, there is something yeah. like that, but that's a later season. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh. but yeah, she, Deborah calls that out. She declares that they are going to show up next week without a snack, basically to get back at Brian. And then <laughs> Ray says, "Oh well, you know what's going to happen. Everyone's going to call us Mister and Mrs. Pretzel, uh, so get ready for that." And then that's the end of that scene. Uh, we cut to. Ray packing up, like, T-ball stuff in a gym bag uh, or a bat bag. I don't know what kind of bag that is. Uh, Frank comes it over. works. Frank comes over. Uh, you know, he he's ready to go to T-ball. He announces that he's going to be keeping score because he doesn't like this whole everybody has fun, nobody wins thing. Uh, Neither do I. Frank is probably one of the people who hated like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> he was probably one of those people. It's a like, good description. Yeah. Uh, there's a section of that in that Mr. Robert, Mr. Roberts. <laughs> Mr. Roberts. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Roberts, Mr. Roberts neighborhood. Uh, and it's just like separated nuts. Um, yeah. No, there's this. You gotta a, iron your ties. Part in the Mr. Rogers documentary where it's like a clip package of all these people being like, all these kids grew up with Mr. Rogers telling them that they're special. And it's like, wow, that's that's really how you're choosing to present yourself to the world as somebody who hates Mr. Rogers. Yeah, and, you're, you know you're on a documentary there too. It's a, it's, that's a weird stance to take. It is a weird it stance is. to take. Um, but it, this is what those people look like in day-to-day life. They look like Frank. Um, anyway, uh, he reminisces, Frank does, about the quote-unquote college guys like Brian who were officers in Korea and always walking around with their clipboards uh and he confesses yeah. to murder in the scene uh he said yes he says yeah. you know what friendly he's, fire is <laughs> yeah, he's straight up Whoops. yeah I mean hold on uh yes we got to deal with the t-ball practice first but I feel like there's a much deeper way to go here you know yeah uh, I like that Ray just sort of deadpans it back to him. So your advice to me is I should shoot Brian over a box of pretzels at a t-ball game, uh, which is funny. He's, it, Frank has... Well, he said... Yeah, go. Frank says, he goes, he goes you suggest I uh, shoot Brian in, uh, dead over a box of pretzels at a kid's t-ball game. And Frank's response is, oh, yeah, oh, the kids. Right, the kids. <laughs> um, that is amazing. Yeah, Frank had that very specific thing about you know we would shoot them in the legs so that when they went back to college they wouldn't be able to or they would send them back to college the ones that don't have a lot of stairs uh which is very specific i didn't follow that i didn't follow that what was the he was saying that they weren't shooting them oh ray pushes back and he's like you killed people or they killed people um, and Frank says, no, they shot him in the legs to send them back to college. Uh, the ones that don't have a lot of stairs because they were shot, shot in the legs. legs. Oh, oh, so, uh, all right. I thought it was a much darker joke. If I'm being completely it's honest, a very dark joke anyway. I thought, yeah, but I thought it was, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I think Frank has killed people. Oh, he certainly has. Probably. I think he's killed... He's killed American troops as well, I'm sure. Oh, you think? I think he, like, somebody took his, you know, piece of bread in the mess hall, and then he slit their throat with a razor blade the next night. 
You think Frank is a lot more violent than I do. I think he killed the enemy. This is I don't the think young killed... Frank spinoff that I want to do, like a gritty war, so far, all quiet on the Western Frank. So um, far, we have a true <laughs> detective with Robert Barone. Yeah. We have all quiet on the Western Frank. We've got kind we of a Mrs. A... Maisel with Marie. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't care about Ray and, and Deborah. We should have a we should have a spinoff where Deborah um, ha- steps up in the House of Representatives. Um, <laughs> what, what should we call that show? What should we call that show? Um, um women of the House. Nah, that's that's been yeah, done. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we've got so much, so many scripts to write. Um. Yeah, Frank uh, murdered somebody, and then he says uh, that Ray shouldn't let people push him around. He says, you don't want your kids to think you're, and then he wiggles his fingers. He's he's flapping as if he's a very small bird, uh, as if, it, you know, to I, represent, you know, gay. He's, he's a fairy is what he was trying to go for. Oh, that didn't even yeah. connect for me. Yeah. But the message was still received. No, I still it knew what he meant. Clear. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, yeah, I totally didn't, I thought, I thought he was just being a small bird because small birds think you're a pigeon. Yeah. Um, They're going to blame you for shitting on them later in life. You want that? Yes. Yeah. Because not shitting on people makes you gay, I guess. I don't know. I have to call the governor of Florida to find out. Um, (laughs) uh, there we, we lost another star. Um, Frank says yeah. he's going to be real mad at I us would, for that. Ron, one. I would frame it. Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis is our is our most loyal listener, but he always a he always skips ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hates the improv, uh, and then he leaves us. He's the guy. I would frame a one star Ron DeSantis review. I would frame a one star AOC review. Just anyone with power leaving us one star reviews. It's just it is, so funny. It's to very, me. very strange to think that anybody of no, no offense <laughs> listeners is listening to this. You know, like, I, I, think, I, I hope you are very you know valued and means. important. I hope you know what he means. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just like, saying more than a thousand followers on Instagram. I'm, I'm just saying like, if, Somebody with a Wikipedia page listens to this show. That would blow my mind. And if so, please email us because I don't care who you are. We want you as a guest. Yeah, I mean, you would be our biggest guest of all time yeah. for sure. Um, Without question. And I mean like anybody, even a stub, like a Romanian football player. Yeah, yeah. T- football, of course, soccer. Um, Back to the episode. But speaking of important You know listeners, who I wouldn't want to have? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to have Brian as a guest. That's the one person that I would not want That's to have true. as a guest. That's true. I would want Dan yeah. Castellaneta, but I wouldn't want oh, Brian. Oh, yeah. All right. Hang on, I got to go cancel an invite I just sent. <laughs> the character. <laughs> what yeah. email did you send it to? Brian at IWasOnRaymond.com. <laughs> oh, that would be the best website. It would save us so much time researching. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so yes, Frank says you shouldn't let people to push him around because of homophobia, and then Robert comes in, uh, and Frank immediately asks, Robert is like, you know, can we get going? Uh, And Frank asks him, have you ever seen me back down from anybody? And then Robert immediately responds, no, sir, pennies are money. 
Uh, which is my favorite line in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Ray reveals that he is bringing a snack to the game. Uh, he thinks he's doing the this... right thing here. He's hiding a snack from his wife. As we find out, he's hiding the entire snack list from his wife in a gym bag. Um, yeah. He, this um blows the mind of Frank and Robert, who are both like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. This little, this little weenie wimp boy tells you to bring a snack. Your wife tells you not to bring a snack. You're still bringing a snack? And I didn't think this was very funny, but I mean, I thought it was fine, but they thought it was apparently the funniest thing in the world where Frank pulls the grenade, throws yeah. it, and then mimes an explosion. Well, like, yeah, there's a was huge... Like, it was, a, like like you know it's it's the idea of like oh this is not going to end well and you are just blowing yourself up yeah yeah, yeah. and that was a that was an all right joke the first time but the audience went on for like about a minute and a half laughing and then it comes back at three separate additional times after this one and i was just like all right we get it you know it was, yeah i didn't I, I, I wasn't particularly tickled by it um it felt yeah. like you know my wife humor um it was my wife humor yeah i mean it was it was a like let's let's be honest underneath it was a valid point that like you should be loyal and listen to you shouldn't go your behind wife your wife's back and uh you know just to make this little uh this this little idiot happy yeah um and to be clear you know when we say my wife humor, we don't mean Borat saying my wife, which is always funny. Uh, That's golden. We mean like sitcom husband joke. Um, so we cut from there to the game. Frank uh, is whispering the score to Ray. He's saying uh, that Brian's kid has gotten, what, six errors? Uh, it's 57 to 48, yeah. their favor. That seems high um, for any sort of stick and ball game, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, not not cricket. Cricket has regularly regularly gets runs in the hundreds, but that's a different. I don't acknowledge game. cricket uh, after, but because it's, of my ongoing lawsuit with Cricket Wireless, I uh, do not acknowledge the, the sport of sport cricket in the world. But all right, I yeah, legally yeah. can't. It's like Huey Lewis with the Ghostbusters theme. I just can't talk about it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I, I will say though that. that um, I have kept score at baseball games. I greatly enjoy keeping score at baseball games. The absolute chaos that would cause my scorebook if someone scored 57 runs in a game, that would take up the entire book, let alone a page. I just can't imagine what that scorebook looks like, and I would, I want to see it. It probably, knowing Frank, looks like the scribblings of a madman. Charlie looks like this two might tallies. not even be accurate. He might just be like, you know, uh, keeping his own score. Yeah, there's uh, the end twist. Frank doesn't yeah. know how to play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Frank is giving these stats to Ray. Ray at first brushes him off, but when he finds out that they're winning, he's kind of interested. Uh, Deborah's uh, trying not to look at, but also trying to look at Brian. Uh, you know, look at him over there. Try not to look at me, she says. Um, there's a lot of tension on that bench. Uh, Robert notices uh, that Michael is naked again, 
Uh, so Deborah goes to help Marie get him under control. Uh, who wears high heels in a sandbox? Marie is uh, in the sandbox with the kids. Um, oh, we didn't. Did Marie have any good lines in that first T-ball scene? I don't remember. I didn't write not anything that, down. Not that Marie's not in this Nothing episode a ton. Um, <laughs> no, no, great, she's, a great, she's got a great scene at the uh, end. Yeah, I was just gonna say Robert and and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Deborah leaves yeah. and Ray starts the drug deal. <laughs> um, he calls I over. Loved it. This Beckons was, Brian this was over. so well done. Yeah, yeah, so well done. She's like, I got the stuff. I got the snacks. Got, I got it. He's like wiping his nose, not making eye contact, looking casual. Brian, you know, it's under the. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, it's, uh, it's in the gym bag, under the bag, yeah, under the bench. Takes the bag. He's like, Don't "Oh wow, it, Ray, this there. is very good." <laughs> yeah, that's tangerines, <laughs> breadsticks, string cheese, granola bars, and Ray cuts him off with, "Don't count it. It's all there." Like a, uh, uh, I don't know if that's a specific reference. I feel like that's just a general genre kind of thing of like the drug deal yeah. with the suitcase mm-hmm. full of money. Um, yeah, absolutely. It turns out that Ray brought everything that's on the snack list, but he doesn't want any thanks. He tells Brian to take it and go, but Deborah comes back, and Brian, not knowing that Ray is going behind uh, her back, is trying to thank her. Ray keeps trying to cut him off, uh, but Brian eventually does get to say thanks. At which what point, the, what line? oh yeah, Brian. Brian Trenbo does not let a never lets a good deed go yeah. unnoticed. And Ray Ray's line is, "Could you do it just this once?" <laughs> um, yeah. And then Brian does manage to thank Deborah for the snacks, and then Ray absolutely freaks out um, to a degree that I don't think we've ever seen before. Tells him to shut up about the snack. Takes the bag, dumps it all over the ground. Screams about the plantains and how Brian's kid is terrible at table. You couldn't put bananas on there. I did. That's I a valid point. Three times. Yeah. I ate two of them before I realized you had to cook them. For I loved that line yeah. so much, guys. I, guys, I'm just gonna say it. I think this was worse than the funeral. Um. In the more embarrassing than the funeral. Unfortunately for Gus, there are more people here witnessing this than at his <laughs> funeral. So in that sense, yes, it's definitely worse. Um, the greatest, the best line though was the was the closer. That, this one actually made me laugh. Where he goes, uh, we're we're, lo- we're losing out here because your kid is out there eating grasshoppers. That's <laughs> yeah. not an approved <laughs> snack. That that, that got was me as a good well. line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as he finishes his rant, there's a cut to all of the T-ball kids watching from behind uh, the fence, uh, just dumbfounded. And Frank and Robert, I thought this was really funny, getting up and just quietly moving to the back of the bleachers. Uh, uh-huh. And Ray storms off at this point. Uh, Deborah apologizes to Brian and is, you know, just happy to drop the feud and brian is kind of traumatized uh and in shock and he says you you don't have to bring snacks anymore and he crosses them off of the list um just a in a way very good problem solved in a way yes Um, yeah absolutely he fixed it ray has inherited that terrible power from frank uh you can just imagine all of those people that ray described uh, having felt Frank's wrath, being kind of similarly affected. Um, 
So we cut to from that scene. Ray and Deborah in the living room. She brings him, of course, a Canada dry ginger ale. Um, they seem to only, by the way, drink those very small bottles. What's up with that? Who knows? I, good question. Good question. Couldn't tell you. Get a two liter, pour it out, you know? There's lots of of better ways to do this. Anyway. You could drink it right from the... Right from, well, no, actually, it's it's product placement purposes. That's what it is. Yeah, but... Or am I not supposed to go... Am I supposed to go not meta with this? No, it is product placement. You're right, but... Mm-hmm. But why just small ones? Why just small ones? It's hard to see. The, I think they even turn the label, too. Uh, do so, you think they actually have Canada Dry's permission for all of these episodes? Or, is or it like it's they like us, for like, and they just yeah. scream Canada Dry until they finally notice? <laughs> Or Canada Dry sponsored like three or four episodes and then they made it a part of Raymond's character. Mm. And like for the episodes they didn't pay for, it's like we can't give them free publishing. That's probably a good point. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to call the accounting department at the show. Uh, Unfortunately, they're probably all dead. Um, We cut... After the great accountant murder, yeah, the CBS accounting department fire of 2003. Yeah, Um, yeah, Ray and Deborah, yes, in the living room, she brings him a ginger ale. Uh, Ray is sort of drained from this, uh, and he says, One thing you don't have to worry about nobody likes me anymore. Uh, and he talks about how Frank lets it out all the time. But Ray is a time bomb. He keeps it pent up and then explodes. And and Deborah finds this very funny that the idea that she should be afraid of Ray, uh, you know, going off at any time. And I think they might, you know, get up to some stuff here after the uh, the fade. But, you think uh, so? No confirm. I don't know. She's very affectionate to him at this moment. She is. She is. She likes that he got angry for her. Yeah, she likes him when he's angry. Yeah. Okay, and then that's kind of the end of that, and then we cut to our hot clothes, and it's some sort yeah. of kids' soft gym is what I wrote down. I don't know what this yeah. is called. I, I remember these. I loved those when I was a kid. It's just those big, uh, like, vinyl-wrapped uh, styrofoam soft things yeah. that kids can If you can go to one of on. those when you're an adult, it probably means that you were forced there against your will and wearing a straight jacket. Which is upsetting. Or are a parent. Or so yeah, our parent. we see uh, Ray is in this kid's soft gym, and he's talking to another dad uh, who's played by Jerry Hauk, Hauk, who I'll tell you about in a second because uh, there's another guest star here, the teacher, who has a Patience Cleveland-level name. This woman's name is Yolanda Snowball. Um, great name. And uh, they are both, they have very similar careers. Many, many one-episode appearances on sitcoms and dramas from the past 30 years and a lot of overlap, too. Like, they were both on Malcolm in the Middle. They were both on ER, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, CSI. Um, Just working actors with a ton of credits. Jerry, I wrote down a couple of interesting things about him. He He played an IRS agent in the movie Vengeance Unlimited, which is just a great title for a movie <laughs> apparently about the IRS <laughs> taxes really going back going after tax fraud um, with a vengeance um, and then under other work on his IMDB page 
It says he appeared in a commercial for Diet Pepsi Jazz Soda. And I had never heard of Diet Pepsi Jazz. Jazz Soda. Uh, not Jazz Soda. Diet Pepsi Jazz oh. the Soda. Jazz Soda so, sounds like it's what, laced it like you with open it? opium or something. Yeah, it sounds like all the ingredients were <laughs> improvised. Um, so like what? Like what? You open it and it's like one of those cards, but instead of Happy Birthday, you open it and, and Dizzy Gillespie starts playing? It's actually very funny that you say that because what I wrote down about Diet Pepsi Jazz, because I looked it up, What's interesting about it is it was, you know, 2006 to 2009. It was very quickly discontinued. Um, But they pushed it with this huge campaign um, that presumably included that TV spot that Jerry was in. But it also had, (laughs) it says uh, from the Wikipedia page, this jazz and blues themed television spot and a four-page advertising spread in People magazine with a three-dimensional pop-up image of the bottle, an audio clip of the soundtrack played via embedded chip, and a scratch-and-sniff area diffusing the drink's scent. They went fucking hard for Pepsi Jazz. No kidding. Listen, uh, the one thing I think of when I think of jazz is, man, this this, uh, this sounds good. I really wish I could smell it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taste the sound. I wish I could scratch and sniff. Well, they they planned to do a website where you could. They were really interested in this soundtrack. I forget who who it was by, but it was like you know jazz soundtrack to the commercial. And they wanted to have a website where people could go and remix the soundtrack for this zero-calorie soda. Like, they, I don't know why there was this huge interactive push about Diet Pepsi Jazz when really they probably could have just put it on the shelf and people, the exact same number of people who bought it would have bought it. Um, It's just incredible to think. It says Pepsi on it. It's Pepsi. It's jazz. It was like uh, they were dessert flavored. So one was like cherry vanilla, um, caramel. Um, it was. Adam, it's just a very interesting moment in history. I I forget. Why are we talking about Pepsi Jazz? Because wait, this yeah, wait, guy wait, who had one line in this episode also appeared in a commercial for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> This is what you come to this podcast for, Hot guys. Clothes. You come to this podcast for, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the teacher, uh, Yolanda Snowball, says it's time for the snack. Uh, and Ray says that it was his turn to bring the snack. He brought it. Nobody, you know, don't worry, everybody. And it, <laughs> Marie rolls in an entire, like, catering cart of Italian food just a fully laid out spread with like a lasagna and stuff. It's, it's uh, very classic, exactly what you would expect Marie to bring for snack time. Um, I think that's a, a that was it's, a great closing gag. Yeah, it was. Episode. It was. And you finally have Ray being liked by people again. Yeah, he's very popular in this moment. I wondered yeah, if these sure were is. all the same extras from the T-ball. I didn't look too closely. Um, but... We will never know. If you were one of the extras in this episode, sorry, background artists. Come on the show. Come on the show. Honestly, come on the show. I would love to I'd have love, an extra. I'd love to hear about your experience with Phil and Ray and all of the actors. And I really the would. wrangler who put you into position. Um, let's, though, turn our attention to the 
uh, scale from 1 to 10 on which we rate Ray's performance because this was season 2 episode 20 T-Ball uh, rate Ray's performance as a husband, brother, son, father snack provider spectator, <laughs> scorekeeper um, comparing him on a scale of 1 to 10 to the great and terrible dads of sitcom history one being your Walter White, Don Draper, the men who actively harm their families. Ten being the great sitcom dads of all time. Uncle Phil, Danny Tanner, Carl Winslow, Gomez Adams, as Mike likes to bring up. Alex, give me one more great sitcom dad. No. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> uh, um, 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 did, oh, um, Mike Heck. From, from Mike Heck from the middle. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a good he's one. got. He, he's an interesting one because he's emotionally stunted. He doesn't. He's not really good in that sense of things. But he tries his ass off to be a good dad. So I give. I, I I'd put him up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, we'll yeah. we're gonna clip that, and then that is gonna be the very first sound that people hear when we finish Raymond and we move on to our middle podcast. Uh, hey, it's got Patricia Heaton. It does. That's the connect. And I think Doris Roberts is in an episode, if I recall. She she does a guest appearance Ooh. in which she appears as Brick, who's the, one of their kids, his, as Brick's teacher who hates, uh, who hates, um, oh, I forget the mom's name, Patricia but she Heaton. hates Patricia Heaton's character. It's fantastic. That's, that it, is it, great. It, it's very well done. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to in about, 355 weeks uh but until then let's uh give our ratings here uh alex if you consent to doing so please share your rating for ray for this episode so let's walk through it i i like i said i'm very torn about this episode and ray's performance in it because for a large portion of it i feel like i would have played it the same way i would have done the drug deal I would have tried to make both sides happy. I would have tried to kind of de-escalate the situation. But you guys bring up an excellent point of Ray not really being there for his wife, not standing by her, even though I don't agree with how she handled the situation. I do think that it is important to stick with your partner. I think he fucked up in the beginning classic Ray saying he's going to be there for something and then he's not at this point you gotta hold that shit against him because he says that a lot and again at the end where he kind of exploded and kind of ended up making everything work out I'm gonna go six okay bold stance did okay I think he did okay, he did okay. I'm, I'm out I, I, I wouldn't change much all right, Mike, take your stance. Yeah, I also, so here's the thing, is I also probably would have played it very similarly, but I'm not sure if that's a good thing. That could have just be my failure as an individual of like being afraid of conflict when sometimes conflict is needed. Um, but that being said, he lied to his wife. He didn't support his wife. He undercut her. He embarrassed her. He embarrassed the family. But he also fixed it. Like at the end of the day, this is one of the few instances that I could say there was a problem and an action that Raymond took directly led to the resolution of that thing. Mm-hmm. That typically is not something that I can actually say. Typically, it causes more issues, which he kind of did, but he also still kind of solved it. So I got to give him points for that. Seven. Okay. Wow. wow. 
Okay, that's better than I thought. I thought you were, you were going go. lower. Yeah, I was. I was pessimist. debating, but you know what? This doesn't matter. So let's just. I'm just going to stick with that. <laughs> to say the same thing that has already been said twice, I would have played it the same way as Ray for most of this episode, but. Um, I think going behind Deborah's back was a bad move. However, I do want to give him points for bringing the snack. Because at the end of the day, who does not bringing a snack punish? doesn't really punish Brian. It punishes the children. So And Deborah. And, and Deborah in this specific case. Um, right. So I, I feel like even though he went behind Deborah's back, for the community, he did a net good. Um, so that's one way to look at that. I I want to, I think, but on the other hand, him blowing up and causing a scene is bad for the community. So, you know, thinking globally Debatable. here, I feel like Ray didn't do his daughter any favors by freaking out at her t-ball game. He ended up being on the right side with Deborah. Parents, brother don't really factor in here. I feel like it's a very middle-of-the-road performance. Even though it has some highs and lows, he ends up sort of in the middle. So I'm going to give him a five. All right. Well, that puts his uh, average for this episode at a solid exact six. Wow. So, um, Wonderful. So yeah, that's actually market improvement from the last couple episodes. That's true. And uh, that sounds right to me. Uh, so I think we can... We'll accept that. We'll put it in the envelope and we'll send it off to... It goes first to the uh, Will and Belinda Bates Foundation, No Relation, who process it. They, you know, disperse the funds because that's how it works is we have to turn in our rating in order to get our money. And then they send it to Limbrook University where the lab assistants that we have... We have about, between the three of us, because we're all tenured, <laughs> we have about 50... 56 or so lab assistants, grad students who are not being paid to to crunch all these numbers for us. Let, let's be clear. I have one. Adam has two. Uh, Alex has the other 53. And for yeah. the most part, they're, they're just working on the campaign at this point. Um, That's I'm, true. I, I'm glad that we finally resolved for the people that were desperately wanting to know the answer. People wanted to how, know the workflow. Yeah, yeah. The 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 in detail, the logistics. Uh, uh, They're yeah. dying to know the behind the scenes, but they won't sign on to the Baroness. How about that? Well, now that they know Ooh. that uh, we can take money, uh, we the the Bill and Belinda, Will and Belinda. Sorry, so sorry. The Will and Belinda Bates Foundation, no relation. Uh, dead drops money for us under a tree. Uh, but you don't have to do that for the Baroness Zonus. You can pay through the website. Uh, that the fun fact for fans of logistics: those payments are processed through Stripe. So big Stripe fans in this household. Speaking of the Baroness Zonus, that's a donate uh, postfund.org/donate. So you can go get lifetime access to our monthly bonus episodes there. You can go to Barone Zone on Facebook and Instagram. You can go to Raymond at postfund.org to email us. Um, and uh, we're doing our contest uh, where if you see something that you like on shop.postfund.org. Uh, you can get it for free, maybe, by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's right. We are paying people in clothes to say nice things about us. 
So head on over so there. Hop on that. Two more it's weeks. Legal. Two more weeks in the contest here. We're going to announce the winner on season two, episode 22. So get those reviews in before then. Other than that, I don't know if there's anything else to say. Is there? There's one last thing to say, and that's a classic sign off. Everybody loves Raymond, and we love you. you.